You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the program, Big Show, Russick and Rose. It's a Friday. We're having some fun today. I'm not feeling too serious myself. I feel like I still got one foot kind of out the door. I'm just kind of wading <laughs> into the waters of work. Did yeah, a little remote yesterday up at the Rogers store, yeah. Cross Iron Mills. We we're, were moving some moving some Wi-Fi. Moving some Wi-Fi. Moving some 5G phones. Because, <laughs> you know, we partnered with Shaw, yeah. so now we got the Ignite Internet. And yeah, I saw that with the app change. One and a half gigabyte speeds. Blue and curve out, Ignite in. Wi-Fi 6E. Six. You only got 10G in the States. I don't know what that means. It's, it's faster than 5G. Yeah, okay. I expected that, yeah. but is but it is it twice as fast? I would hope it's twice as fast. It, five is they didn't do six, as... seven, eight, or nine. They did 10. They, they went right to, to 10. 10. This feels like marketing. Yeah. I don't even know what any What's of it next? means. What's next? 20? 100? Are we just going <laughs> to move gonna away our, from G? We're going to go to a different letter? We're going to stick these up to our ear and our heads are going to blow up. That feels extreme. Well, the way these G's keep going. <laughs> so many G's. <laughs> so many G's. Uh, hey, what's up, John Bender? How's it going? Good to see you guys. Welcome to the program, man. Thanks a lot for having me. This is great. Uh, of course, former Stampeder and good friend of the show, John Bender, hanging out with us here at uh, 7 o'clock. Hey, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fronted this the text line earlier. I was asking people if they could tell us stories of injuries that they sustained that were Completely avoidable. We have one that's very good about someone hitting himself in the face with a putter. We're going to get to that a little bit later on. I rolled my ankle in Italy going into a store that we have here in Canada that I should have never gone into. Fell down the stairs, rolled my ankle, was bummed ankle for like five days while I'm doing like 20,000 steps. It was totally avoidable and very stupid. Do you have something that uh, a time you've hurt yourself and it could have been easily avoided by just maybe not being such a mm, hero? Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm as a former offensive lineman, you always uh, you like to lift heavy weight. That's kind of your shtick. That's kind of what you've done for a long time. And uh, kind of your shtick. Yeah, that's your <laughs> shtick. That's your thing. Anyways, uh, I got a bit of a bad knee. I uh, don't have a lot of cartilage left in one of my knees from old football injuries. So I've been told don't try to squat too heavy. Try to get your leg muscles strong from other activities. What is too heavy? Yeah, so usually... Because for me, that's like 300. Yeah, so usually when I would do squats, I don't try to load up the bar too much. Um, yeah, a couple of plates is probably fine, but you know, I used to squat four or 500 pounds, no yeah. problem. <laughs> Nothing like that's happening anymore. <laughs> Anyways, so what I was doing a lot of was like step-ups, deadlifts, things like that. And uh, Super Bowl Sunday a few years ago, you know, I was really fired up. I wanted to, you know, do some good weight weightlifting that day. You did a couple pops? Yeah, so I did uh, <laughs> deadlifting a little early and uh, thought, you know, I've done 500 pounds before. Why not try to do 500 pounds again? Anyways, that ended up with me getting a surgery a few, uh, six months or 12 months later after that. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, I... Uh, ruptured my belly button trying to lift it oh no what? you yeah. ruptured your belly button so it's like a hernia in your belly button yeah no and then he becomes an Audi. yeah so it starts really small it was like the size of like a grape like you barely notice it when you do it but I was did like, it hurt like immediately no it was just like it felt like a little twinge and then when you're showering you're like wait a minute what's this is different on? what's going on <laughs> here <laughs> 
Yeah, and then you gotta go see the doctor, and like, then sooner or later it just becomes worse and worse and worse until you have to get surgery. Really? Yeah. Man, you ruptured your belly button. Yeah. Wow. All right, beat that text line. So I that, dare you. That's that, no good. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Okay, so 500 pounds. What were you usually deadlifting then? Like, what what would have been like a normal day at the gym? Let's go and throw a few plates. So on. I used to be able to throw 490, so 545, I could do for a set of five. Oh, boy. Yeah. My goodness. Well, your belly button's better now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's good. Oh, everything's good now. That okay. was years ago. Everything's good now. No okay. worries. Excellent I'm, news. I'm, I'm a trap bar deadlift guy now. It's a lot safer. There you go. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I, the gym kind of terrifies me, but okay. that's fine. <laughs> uh, you've been good lately? I saw uh, you were out at saw, saw Pops, went back to Three Hills? Yeah, so uh, it's been a busy whirlwind like it is for a lot of people here around Stampede. So I had eight events in seven days at Stampede, so really put my time in Jeez. there. A couple of out, long shifts. Yeah, went out to Ryderville <laughs> there for the weekend to watch Stamps Riders. Good game. Yeah, that was busy town. A great game to be at. And then uh, the golf tournament circuit brought me to Three Hills, and I was out there uh, earlier this week for the Farmers Open. And uh, yeah, now I'm going to sit on my couch here for a few days. Yeah, take a few in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah have a nice absolutely. little relaxing go here. For sure. Uh, you mentioned you're going to Stampede. Uh, eight events in seven days. Were they front loaded? Did you have a little break in between? Like how how did you attack Stampede? Because this is one of the things that I love. Front load it, yeah. <laughs> front load it like crazy because people run out of steam. So I mean, yep. if you're trying to meet people there or what? You know, I'm sure we've all tried to meet up with somebody on Tuesday or Wednesday in the second week. Like I can't do it today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've gone six days straight. Yeah, no. I can't but do it. I got nothing left in the tank. But the Thursday, Friday, Saturday of the first week, the energy's high. The yeah. vibes are great. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's a great time to go out. Yeah, I usually try to get away for the second weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah as much as you can. It starts to stink all around downtown. You're like, well, the wildfire smoke away. moved in here too. So the oh, last was so it bad? Friday, Saturday was like yeah. it was really looked like very post apocalyptic down at the oh, grounds. Good. I don't love all the standing water in the tents in the second week. It's uh, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Water is a, a loose precarious. term to use. Yeah, the, the standing <laughs> liquids. <stuff. laughs> yeah. I don't think that even mosquitoes could breed in those. Yeah. So I think Not we're good great. there. Uh, uh, oh man, I'm glad you had fun. You see, uh, my boy George, you take him out a little bit. I saw George out a few times. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, he spotted me pretty quick. I'm easy to find in those tents. Uh, yeah. So George had the whole family tree yeah, out here, yeah, and they were uh, all uh, having chit chats, and it was good. It was enjoying good. their first. Stampede. I got to hear stories from Niagara from like five people rather than one. Oh, so good, that was good. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good Niagara story, right? <laughs> my goodness, sign me up yeah. anytime. Definitely not from Toronto. Yeah. Uh, you went to the Riders game. I love when you go watch games on the road because you wear all your stamps gear. And for some reason, people like to talk a lot of garbage to the biggest dude in the crowd. <laughs> like I, yeah. Did you hear it in Saskatchewan? So I didn't. So I told you guys a story last year when I was yeah. in Hamilton. Uh, I was the only stamps fan in my section. And I was in all red. Yeah. And uh, some older gentleman in Hamilton kept calling me Kool-Aid and Clifford. <laughs> And big oh, red, no. and they, they were letting me have it. Clifford. But the stamps were also down 24 to 3, and then they came back and won. Yeah. So I waited at the bottom of the section for high fives when people were leaving, but those guys, <laughs> those guys must have ducked out the back yeah, door. I no, don't yeah, see them. Right? Yeah. Crazy, hey? It's so was, weird. Why would yeah. you even attempt that? I don't know. If I'm yelling like that, I see John with both his hands up at the door. I'm going to a different exit. Yeah. In a hurry. Exactly. But how well, are the rider fans? The rider fans are fine. They were all yeah, you know, no big deal. Are. They said, "Hey, you know, enjoy the game." 
I got a couple, you know, pats on the shoulder. Hey, did you like that, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> and the rider scored. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people around me, when they scored that last second touchdown, oh, were clapping and looking at me. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> They're like, I kind of want to say something. But, man, he looks bigger now that I'm standing. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun game to watch, eh? Oh, unbelievable game to be at. Energy was high. Vibes were great. It was great to be at. And uh, just a lot of fun. It was great to see the Stampeders really come together. I think we've all been looking for that here from the Stamps team over the last you know few games i mean they have a lot of a lot of change in that locker room in the offseason yeah. you know leadership from bo mm-hmm. levi mitchell to you know derek dennis the left tackle to sean lemon one of the ends to flaren or Malade. they've replaced a lot of key positions and you know that changing the guard so to speak you know there's going to be yeah. some you know some trials here along the way that they have to fight through some adversity it was great to see jake you know lead a mm-hmm. late late game comeback and Hopefully that leads to more confidence and hopefully that leads to, you know, some more wins here. I didn't watch the entire game, watched like kind of the 10 minutes condensed. And then I watched the last 10 minutes yesterday. I didn't get to see a lot of the Winnipeg game, but do you feel like you've seen an improvement with Jake the last little bit? Like from what I saw, it looked like he was a little bit more on the money with his targets. It just looked like he was maybe even a little bit more confident in himself in this game against Saskatchewan. I know that the numbers weren't necessarily eye-popping. And granted, like Patty said earlier, you don't allow those two punt return touchdowns, and that's a blowout in Saskatchewan. But do you think you'd seen a little bit of improvement, steps in the right direction for Mayer here? Yeah, absolutely. He's trying in the right direction. I think that he's really uh, creating a lot of confidence, and he's trying to find a lot of connections here with his wide receivers. I mean, a lot of those guys have changed over the years. You know, one of the top wide receivers of the Stamps this year went down with injury early with Malik Henry. And now, you know, Trey Odom's Dukes, you know, Tommy Lee Lewis is stepping into the fold. Looks like him and Luther Cunavano have been starting to, you know, find some chemistry. So as the season goes on and he plays with these guys a bit more, I mean, they're going to find more chemistry. They're going to find what they're trying to do to attack defenses. They're going to find the open spots that Jake wants them to be in. And everyone's just going to gain more confidence, and I think that the that the offense is going to pick up from there. Like I don't know if Patty feels the same, but it was just one of those things where week one, Kadeem Carey goes down. Yeah. Week two, Reggie Bagleton got hurt. Week three, Malik Henry mm-hmm. got hurt, and obviously Reggie's been able to return since. But it was just like What's every next? week, a star yeah. on your group went down, and on top of that, the offensive line. They were having a little bit of trouble figuring out what to do with tackle at on either side. On both really, sides, yeah. Right mm-hmm. now, it feels like things have kind of steadied a little bit. Bryce Bell looked the part playing that right tackle position. Had a great block on the Dedrick Mills touchdown to kind of help help them. And Deontay Demery, like as a rookie stepping in that play that filled the big shoes of Derek Dennis at left yeah. tackle, he's been pretty good as well. But that glue in the middle has been huge. Mm-hmm. Like just what Sean McEwen and the anchor there in the middle. And then the two guards in uh, Skivier and and uh, Zach Williams, and Zach Williams Mister Silent Zach Williams. Um, yeah, no, that, that that's I can't like you look at Winnipeg's interior and then yeah you look at Calgary's interior. That that offensive line is legit and it, it hurts. Like you, you try to get the run game going and maybe that's kind of what they've seen. Like with like yeah, Diedrich only had eleven carries last week and mm. then they got away with it and Winnip- got away from it against Winnipeg. But it just felt like you know once this offensive line can get going, they can start you know, getting that running back game going a little bit more here. Dedrick Mills has been fun to watch, eh? Yeah, he's been incredible. I think that, you know, I think sooner or later in pro football, everybody's waiting for their opportunity, waiting yeah. for their chance. And then we as fans, we all get to see, well, let's see what this guy's got. And man, has he gone out there and done everything he can and and, and really captured the moment and done the, done, done the most. 
And I think there's a credit there to the Calgary Stampeders offensive line. Yeah. We just talked a little bit before, but having great continuity, especially in the middle there with the centers and the guards and being able to move guys around at the line of scrimmage. I mean, it makes that running back's job a lot easier. It makes Jake Mayer's job a lot easier too. So once they sort out the tackles here, it sounds like they like the tackles they have. They're just yeah. trying to figure out who fits where, which puzzle pieces fit into which area. And once they figure that out, I think that we're going to have a great Calgary St. Peter's offensive line as we've had in the mm -hmm. past. And, uh, you know, keep building from there and hopefully they can score some more points. This defense looks like it's picking things up. I mean, yeah. the, I, I think that this, this is, a, as we know, it's a well-coached team. Been a lot of continuity there in the coaching staff for, you know, 10, 15 years now. So they got to trend, trend in the right direction. It's one of those things that, like, I look at the defense, and, well, I just look at how the points were scored for Saskatchewan. I mentioned it. The Mario Alford scores two mm -hmm. punt return touchdowns, which is so rare for a Mark Hillam unit to give that up. And then the touchdown they scored late, you have your two best defensive backs collide into each mm -hmm. other, and he's able to grab the ball and scoot into the end zone for the touchdown mm -hmm. that put them up late, right? And those are plays that, hey, they happen every once in a while. But the defense has been a lot better recently. And they were getting to the quarterback. Obviously, Trevor Harris got hurt on a run play, get kind of rolled up by Derek on Derek rolled up on by Derek Wiggin there, mm -hmm. which is unfortunate. You hate to see it. But that defensive line, man, they were doing work, and that's kind of how it all starts. Like you were talking about the line of scrimmage for the offense. If the defense is able to create pressure, especially if you're just doing a four man rush. Mike Alway, Cam Judge will be out there at mm -hmm. linebacker. I have a lot of faith in that secondary for the Stampeders, especially when they're healthy. Um, that's that's a way that you can get things done, getting things started at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the best way that uh, teams have been able to you know, find success in any level of football is you line up four pass rushers and you get to the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And you don't, have any, you don't need to get up there and you know have big blitz packages. You don't mm -hmm. need to bring linebackers or anybody from the secondary in there. You can just line up the four D linemen. These are the five O linemen. Twist, do whatever you need to do. Get upfield, get to the quarterback. Stan Peters did a great job with that. And I think in no other league like the CFL, a sack absolutely kills a drive. Oh yeah. You only have three downs to get a you know to go out there and get a first down. If you get sacked on one of them, it's second and fifteen, second and sixteen, seven and seven, whatever it is. That's a long ways to go. You can line up four again and rush. And you can find a lot of success. The Stampeders had seven sacks last week. That's a great job by their defense. And a lot from the D-line, too, mm -hmm. right? Six like early and seven, on, I think, came from the D-line. Early on, all their sacks were coming from linebackers on blitzes. Yep. Right. So when you got guys wrapping them up there, you're making money, right? Absolutely. If they can keep that going, if they're, they're a team that can get four or five sacks from the D-line in you know in a lot of games, they're going to win a lot of football yeah. games. So, so th that was great to see. Hopefully it keeps trending that direction. Hopefully they can get the quarterback a lot this weekend against Ottawa as well. This quarterback is a little bit more mobile. Dustin Crumb. Mobile. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of him. He's the author of the Crumbback, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Which I, I don't know about. I it's just, fun. It's fun. Let's yeah, go sure. It. It's fun. We'll, yeah. we'll roll with it. Um, anything stand out to you apart from this dude can boogie? Like He put his foot in the ground and made Adam Big Hill miss on that touchdown to come back and win the game against Winnipeg last week. Is that just kind of it that you're looking for? Just keep this guy in the pocket and that'll kind of be the way to have success? Yeah, I mean, you, you try as well as you can. I played with one of the most mobile quarterbacks ever in college with Colin Kaepernick, and we would scheme things to get him out you know, in one-on-one -on -one battles, and I'm sure that the Ottawa Red Blacks are doing something similar where they're going to find opportunities for Crumb to use his athleticism as much as he can. 
And those could be play action rollouts. Those could be, you know, design quarterback draws. Those could be, you know, things like that. And sometimes we would just get into man and send everyone downfield. And there's no, now there's not a lot of people left. Yeah. And let's see what we can do here. And maybe swing one out to the running back. If nobody covers the running back, you know, maybe, maybe you'll find some yardage there. But there's little things you can do. And I think that the Stampeders defense will really have to own in this week in practice. Make sure that they're staying on the rush lanes. Make sure they're not, you know, giving up the outside. Doing everything they can to keep that quarterback, you know, in that pocket. And if he gets out there, I mean, if you, you know, he's not a very big guy. If you have an opportunity to lay a lick on him, you do it. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's an opportunity there for them to, you know, keep him in the pocket. It's hard to see around these large humans like me when you're a little guy. So it's, uh, you know, I think that's that's gonna be what the Stamps are gonna be trying to do. Yesterday, the Elks lost again, but they were in it. We were talking about earlier on the show. That's three straight games where, well, I would say the last two prior, they shot themselves in the foot. And then this one yesterday, you just got beat by a better team. You held on for as long as you could. Mm-hmm. And in the end, Oliveira started to finally get a little bit of traction after they had done such a good job limiting him through three quarters. And that was that. That was the end of the game. But what are you thinking when you're watching the Elks right now? Because yesterday even, I, I was saying it earlier, I found myself hoping for them to do something and get this win against Winnipeg. And I don't if you listen to the program, I'm not a... I don't always cheer for the guys up north, <laughs> irrelevant of what they're trying to do. Sure. It, I find it hard to cheer for them, but not yesterday. It's tough because I want Edmonton to lose, but also this is not ideal. What do you, what do you think of the situation of the Elks right now? I mean, as an overall CFL fan, I think at times it's been tough to watch. That was a once very proud franchise. Mm-hmm. We look at pre-pandemic, I think they averaged just shy of 30,000 fans a game up there. So now I know that they're not getting quite the attendance that they did before, but they also haven't won at home in three years. So I don't blame their fans one bit. No, that's you know people have hard-earned money; they don't want to go watch their favorite team lose. So if there's an opportunity for them, I mean, when I watch the team play, I see that they're doing a few things better. I think that Brett Boyko at right tackle uh, experiment might need to end here soon. They might have to go to more Americans on that offensive Man, line. That's the one thing, like. Right. The two Canadians. Cornelius is running for his life. Like when he has time, I actually yeah. like the way he stands in the pocket and throws sure. the ball. He had a dart to Kyron Moore there in their first half where I was like, this right. is that's that's exactly why they gave him a partially guaranteed contract. Right. But you, the dude can't, he's not protected at all. No. Yeah, you can see I mean it's always interesting to me when I watch the head coaches in the CFL and I see which direction they lean. Mm. And uh, it sure seems like Chris Jones leans towards having great American players on defense, as he always has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he Chris Jones believes that, you know, defense wins championships, football is a violent sport. All of those things. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I play, you know, Chris Jones was a D coordinator when I was on the Stampeders, when I was on this team in 2011. And uh, I've seen how he, you know, changes people out too. You better line up right or you're going to be eating Delta on tonight on the way home because he'll fly you out of there quick. So, uh, so you know, he's, he likes to change things over at linebacker on the D line, et cetera. And uh, there's an opportunity there for them to, you know, maybe move an American tackle to right tackle. I think that they'd be a lot better offense. I think they got to find some Canadian talent to move around there, or maybe on their defense, or find another Canadian starter. I think they you need have to stay on top, more Canadian to stay on top of ratio, on the ratio. Oh yeah, for sure. Like this, that's one thing the Stamps are doing right now, and it mm-hmm. really helps them out with the ratio, right? The other thing too is like Eugene Lewis, one of the best receivers in this league, if not the best. Last year, I would say he was probably the best. Mm-hmm. Has been out. For quite some time, and and that's significant, especially when you have guys like Kyron Moore, who 
better game yesterday, but for the most part has been great. Dylan Mitchell had a better game yesterday, but for the most part has not been very good. It's hard to hit the wide receivers downfield when you're running for your life, right? And yeah, and when they're dropping everything too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we saw. Yeah, that's true. We saw the the biggest moment last night. The Elks needed third down and long. They needed a play. Willie Jefferson was behind oh, yeah. Brett Boyko in a blink of an eye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. It was, and less. I was like, how, how? What is going on? Yeah. How do you not st- stay? You know, basic football. Stay on that inside number. Don't let your guy beat you inside. And Brett Boyko right took a face. step, and yeah. Jefferson <laughs> was around him and knocked the ball down. And so, it was game. Yeah, and that's ball game. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, unfortunately, in the big moment there, their players weren't able to m- make a big play and uh, make the blocks that they needed to do. But hopefully they can get the right guys in there that they need to. Maybe Boyko improves his game here in the future, and we'll see where <laughs> things go. I don't have a whole lot more to add. That's uh, the breakdown yeah. of the CFL. We're looking forward to the rest of the week. Stamps, Red Blacks, uh, went Sunday. You're going to be there, I assume? So back to my Uh-oh. events that we're having. Oh. Uh-oh. 40 people will be there with me, uh, oh. a lot of my clients. So um, I'm, I'm a certified financial planner in the city. I often invite clients to games. They often mention they'd like to bring their children. I have red and white passes. Are they not the perfect place to bring kids? So I often tell my clients, Family day game. We're going to get a big block of tickets. Bring all your kids. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I got uh, 40 tickets. I'm excited for that on uh, Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, there's a question on the text line. Uh, ask John if uh, his dad, Wally, has any small square bales, hay bales, for sale. He's got lots, yeah. That's Mick. <laughs> Mick, he's got lots. Go find him. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Hit me up. <laughs> yeah, so my dad's a farmer out in Three Hills. I'm sure you guys have heard this yeah. story before. Yeah, if you got He's, John on Twitter, you get yeah. you can see the pictures of the farm. It, and yeah. every every time you go up there and you show the pic, the one of your dad in his, I think it's the potatoes. Yeah. Every time I'm like this this guy, man. I just love just, <laughs> just standing there, not really a huge grin. It's no, just like just, this this is me working. Yep. Yeah. And I love it. I He's love a retired that. farmer. I took him for 18 holes the other day, oh. and it was you know, he's 78 years old. And? and he placed 18 holes. It was fine. No problem. The next day, I was out. Come visit you the farm before I go back to Calgary. See you at 8 a.m. I stayed at my sister's place, whatever. Go out there at 8 a.m. I got there at 8 a.m. He's in a deep sweat <laughs> out there hoeing <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Incredible. Did you sleep oh. in? What's yeah. gone? Nope. No. No time. Okay. Sun's up at five. Got to go golfing yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Got to give up some sleep. Yeah. Guy just knows hard work, and that's oh, it. And that's yeah, awesome. He keeps after it. Shout out Wally. We love it. Uh, sure. Thanks for stopping by, pal. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll thanks see so. you on Sunday. Family day. Love Can't it. Wait. it. Should be fun. Make sure you bring uh, the uh, school supplies. Yes, yeah, school supplies. That's what the uh, stamps are collecting this uh, for Family Day because, of course, uh, it's getting closer to that time where you got to get the school supplies, mm-hmm. get the kids mm-hmm. going back to school, and uh, of course, any little bit helps. So uh, that's going to be the deal. Family Day. Uh, the stamps put out a release type of thing with all the fun yeah. stuff that's going to be going on Sunday before. Bunch the of game. activities for the kids: Bouncy Castles, Ralph the Dog, of course, Elsa usually, from Frozen. Usually, do face painting. Face painting. Injured players will be signing autographs. Yeah. Usually, the, the, first po- two, the, the fir- ponies running beside Quick Six is always yeah. a big fan. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. And, and if you're the first always two, one of, if one of the first two thousand, you get a limited edition poster featuring the linebackers. The posters are very cool. Yeah, I've seen them this year. The marketing department's quite excited about them. The receiver one, I think, was the very first one they yeah, released, yeah. and it was super slick. Okay. Uh, and this year, this one they got the linebackers. You, mm-hmm. you, you're Mike Always. Yeah. Your Cam Judges. Your Darius Williams. Yeah. I don't know. It was Titus Wall. 
Like he's Dave Dickinson is adamant that he's a defensive back, but is he on this, the linebacker poster? We'll find out. We'll find out. If 2000. <laughs> get your First 2000 will find out. <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for the CFL chat for now. Thanks, Bender. Appreciate uh, it, bro. For sure. Thank you. Enjoy Thanks, your buddy. weekend. Uh, we'll take a break around the corner. Uh, I have some thoughts. I have some uh, things rattling around in my head. Uh, number one, one of my favorite sports ever is returning tonight. Yes. Very excited about this. Uh, number two, uh, I have some pros and cons of my trip to Italy that right. I want to share with you guys. And uh, number three, I had something else here I wanted to talk about too. Give me one second. Oh, and there's an auction that has gotten totally oh, out of yeah. control. We'll get into all of that too before. before the Zom's been watching that all morning. Yeah. Hey, if you got a tidy 10 grand and need a mascot costume, I got the answer for you. We'll get into all of that around the corner. Sports at 960 The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome back to the program. It's The Big Show. Russick and Rose. No Russick. He'll be back in, I don't know, 10 days-ish, something like that. He'll be back on the show. Yeah, he'll take a week away, and then he'll be back, and then I don't know. We don't know. Uh, our one of the big show is live wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, wherever. Uh, we talked about Italy and all sorts of other things in there. Had the morning report prepared by our boy, Patty Dumas. So make sure you grab that. We are in the Doug Lacey basement systems, downtown studio, worried about radon. They install custom mitigation systems to reduce your risk to find out more. Visit dlbasementsystems.com for a free estimate. Coming up just after 8 o'clock, Rick Ball is going to join us. Play-by-play voice of your Calgary Flames on Sportsnet. We're going to ask him all sorts of things. I don't really want to get into the Lindholm and Noah Hannafin thing. Like It feels like yeah. we've just beat that so dead by now. Yeah. And like at this point, it's like, yeah, they're probably going to be here to start the season, mm-hmm. and, and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. If the team's good, the team's good. And if yep. maybe they resign, and if it's not, then Craig Conroy's got a tough decision to make sometime in March. Probably. March should probably be the where the trade deadline yeah. is again. Yeah. I don't know if they right? named the trade deadline for nah, 2024 yet. Maybe late late February. That's when it usually is. And then it was in March during the pandemic yeah. season. I don't know. So uh, we'll, we'll chat with Rick, uh, get a thought on his summer. And, and really, I want to just get in more of like a, a changing of the guard, irrelevant of what happens with Hanif and Lindholm and mm-hmm. Backlund, just more so like everything has changed here over the last two years. Mm-hmm. How much does this just feel like almost like a clean slate yeah. for the group? Especially if you just... Like, I'm sure a lot of people in the organization are thinking, just flush last year. Get rid of it. Yeah, Who get cares? it out your mind. Yeah, it was a blip, and uh, it won't happen again. That's what you got to think, at least. You'd hope. Yeah, we, uh, we're all <laughs> hoping. We're hoping for a lot of bounce think. backs this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Mika Kiprasov's number is getting retired, so yes. we're going to ask him all about that. Um, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I was joking with uh, Azam yesterday when we were doing the remote, like Mike Smith better not be there. <laughs> because if you remember, there's two instances where he has spoiled great moments in Flames history. Okay, yes. There was the Jerome McGinley jersey retirement mm-hmm. where, uh, yeah, sure enough, um, he gave up that stinker playing the puck behind the net against the Minnesota Wild, yeah. and, and they ended up losing the, the game. Yeah. And the other one, and actually, now that I remember it, I think it actually might have been David Riddick. Mm-hmm. But there was an instance where Mika Kiprasov showed up in the building. Yes. To the surprise of everybody, including a lot of people in the organization, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And he had an amazing um, standing ovation. Yep. 
and everyone in the crowd was chanting his name. It was like just during like a, a commercial stoppage, mm-hmm. but the the energy carried over into play. And then, like, immediately, the goaltender let in a stink. I actually think it was David Riddick. I think yesterday I said it was Mike Smith when we were chatting about it off air, but I'm almost positive it was David Riddick. Yeah, I think it was David Riddick because I think Smith was gone yeah. to uh, Edmonton by that time. Yeah, and I and the other thing that I always remember about Riddick yeah. is he would <laughs> ride the emotional roller coaster, and the emotions in the building were high. <laughs> At that point. And I think he obviously recognized, like, it's Mika Kiprasov. Like, yeah. If you're a goaltender, I don't care where you're from. Mm-hmm. That dude was kind of royalty for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I, I just remember that. So, the point being, in early March, I hope a goaltender doesn't botch this for the team. <laughs> because uh, I think it would be really cool to, uh, you know, have, have a, a win. go out. And be, be, yeah, you know, have a win would be great. You know, Crosby and Malkin will be in the building, too. Yeah, well, we Penguins, think. you think. Yeah. But yeah, probably not, don't get hurt. But yeah, yeah, still, it's like, yeah, it's Penguins, Sad Hockey Night in Canada. Eric Carlson will be there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he still hasn't been traded, hey? Uh, oh, that didn't happen while I was gone? Yeah, no. 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 Uh, so Rick Ball's going to join us in yeah, 20-ish minutes. We'll enjoy that chat as well. Uh, hey, I wanted to bring something to everybody's attention. Yeah, sure. Um, back when I was in grade school, I don't know what grade I was in. But uh, we were doing projects. It was one of those, you know, pick your own topic, do the research, mm-hmm. and find all the information and all that kind of jazz. Um, and I ended up doing mine on a sport that at the time was becoming quite a fad uh, and ended up being extremely short-lived. Yes. I'm talking about slam ball. Uh, it's not spike ball like you might play in the park with your friends with the little trampoline and the little yellow ball. No, it's slam ball. It's instead a combination of basketball, football, and trampolines. Yes. It's returning to Las Vegas. Slam ball is back as of tonight, almost 20 or over 20 years since the very first game was played. This is back in 2003 and 2004. They played two seasons. It was on Spike TV. They couldn't get any other TV deal. The league went kaput. And now they're back. The mm-hmm. original founder is back. The rules have been slightly tweaked. Yeah. But it's going to be all in Vegas, which, like, leagues are just doing this now, where they're just mm-hmm. like, hey, let's mm-hmm. just do a mini tournament in Vegas. Yeah. It's going to go for four weeks, and then there's going to be a semifinal and a championship final. I'm super excited. I don't know how I'm going to watch it. I don't even know if you can get it up in Canada. I might have to... <laughs> I'm just going to find a way. I have to find it. Watch Twitter highlights or, you know... I'm just going to find a way. But it's back, yes. and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I, I the old slam ball. I, I believe it aired on Spike TV. It did. Yeah. It was on Spike TV. Yeah. Yes, it sure uh, was. Coach Carter, Ken Carter, uh, he was a coach in slam ball. Oh, yes, he was. Uh, I was looking at it yesterday. Uh, I think they have like thirty-five former basketball players that played okay. in the NCAA. Okay. There's like fifteen former football players. There's like <laughs> he's five... got the big guys. Yeah, to make hits. yeah, yeah. The biggest dude is like six-six and two sixty because you are allowed to hit. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. it's a full contact That's sport. Where the slam comes in. Yeah. Well, that and the slam <laughs> and the dunk. Dunking, yes. Because yeah, yeah. The dunk is worth three points yes. in this sport. Yeah. Um, the arc. If you shoot from beyond the arc, it's four points. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all sorts of different rules. Mm-hmm. The games are super. Quick, I believe they're played in uh, four five minute quarters, mm-hmm. and there's just like a, a formula where if you win, you get to play more, and if you don't win, then you don't play so much. So I think there's eight teams or something like that. I couldn't be more excited for the sport to return. I think we're actually going to do an interview with somebody from the league next Ooh. week, chasing it. Um, yeah, that'll... some irons in the fire, and Ken Carter, Coach Carter, he's back. 
Really? For 2023. He's Is he going to co- be coaching? He's coach of the Rumble. The Rumble. So the Rumble, Slashers, and Mob, they were OGs <laughs> from like the 0304 season. What are the rest of the team names? Uh, Buzzsaw. Okay. Ozone. Okay, yeah, because they jump high. Yeah, Lava. Yeah. Okay, I, don't, I don't like that one so Wrath. Much. Wrath. All right. And Griffins. Okay. I will say um, they're better than the CBL names. <laughs> Low bar, but they are. <laughs> I'm fired up for this to return. Uh, yeah. I, like I said, I don't know how I'm going to watch it, but hey, I don't know. Like, like this sport feels like this is the time that it could succeed. When I think about like TikTok, Instagram, quick, 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 yeah. fast, exciting. I mean, all that type of stuff. Yep. Like the highlights that you're going to get out of this alone are going to be sweet. Oh yeah, I, like the hits, the highlights. I, it, it's exactly what it is. It's a game for for people to uh, to just get excited about, and it, it, it's so. I short. would go down to Las Vegas the, and watch. Yeah, like just like it's like thirty bucks to go watch. It's like one hundred and twenty five bucks to sit courtside. You get all these games in a day because I'm assuming like they're not going to play just one game because no, they are so they short. Kind of load them up, but yeah, like I mean, with the, with the world and its attention, short attention spans, uh, the shorter, more uh, I don't know, want to say violent, but more like uh, extreme sports. Uh, in a quick thing, and it's where you combine basketball and football and uh, oh, wrestling, I guess, yeah. <laughs> to some degree. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's really it was a cool thing back when I was a kid. I'm excited to see how it looks uh, now. Uh, it's been around. It's been in China for a little bit uh, and whatnot. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's, so they played in China, but they had a problem getting a lot of the players from China over here with visas. Ah, it makes sense. And just given the kind of. Uh, the maturity of the league or lack thereof. Yeah, it was tough to get them over. So I guess that's something that they're building towards mm, okay. having a little bit more. But uh, yeah, third season was played in 2008, and since then it has uh, not been around. Eight teams, a four-week regular season. Games are played Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's going to be a early session and a late session as well. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be cool. I'm excited for this. Um, yeah, very yeah. fun. Yeah, I'll be at the uh, Cox Pavilion, home of the UNLV Lady Rebels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish it was at the Sphere. Have you seen the Sphere oh in my Vegas? Goodness, dude, have I seen? The Sphere? <laughs> it's I think scary looking. Man. It's terrifying. This like giant when, it, when it was orb in the middle of the city. Did you see the eyeball? Yes. Yeah. And uh, the pictures was from like the Wynn Golf Course, mm-hmm. where it's like visible from every single part of the course. Incredible! Like I can't, I can't golf with that thing looking at me all the time. No, 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 no. That would be so distracting. I wonder how, how if they've seen a uptick in accidents since. Like, you I have wonder. to assume so. I wonder, like, it, because like the way it, like it moves, like it can be different things. The eyeball, uh, it can look like a planet. Well, and it, it takes up the like... entire view. Yeah, like, it's humongous. And the MSG is planning on building a ton of these, like around around the world. Like this is their thing. This is the first one. This is the first one. The first MSG Sphere. They're gonna they're gonna do ones around the world, and it, it's not a sporting venue. It's a concert venue, and they're gonna have some boxing and, and maybe some yeah, MMA. Yeah, like small sports, small stuff. stuff. But it's mainly meant for concerts and award shows and everything like that. Some uh, of the renderings of like the interior and what it's going to look like while they do shows is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, like no. it's going to take up your whole field of view when you're like. It reminds me of going to like this shot. Oh yeah, like what? And yeah, the eyeball looks disgusting too. It's like <laughs> gross. People don't like eyes to start. Yeah, no. 
but it it reminds me of when I used to go to the old science center when it was downtown here in yes. Calgary. Yeah. And you'd go and you'd sit in that orb the, room and the you'd, planetarium. Yeah, the planetarium. You'd sit there and they'd play a big movie for you and it would just take up your entire field mm-hmm. of view. Mm-hmm. Except that's like for children compared to what the Vegas sphere is going to be. Yeah. If I needed another reason to go to Vegas, shoot. <laughs> just see this damn sphere. Yeah. <laughs> I went I I think I'm already trying to go back next year, but I do like it there. And now I'm like, I might try and go in July. I know it's like stupid hot <laughs> and very dumb to go in July. But at the same time, if that's when Slam Ball's on. Yeah, right? You gotta go see Slam Ball. Yeah. Like, I was mentioning it last time I went to Vegas. I was really upset that I also didn't see BattleBots because the oh, BattleBots yeah, yeah, Stadium yeah, 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 yeah. is also in Las Vegas. God. Now I got to go see BattleBots. Got to go see Slam Ball. Hopefully their seasons cross over. Yeah. Plus, everything else is there now. They do in the. the Obviously, the NBA Summer League has always been there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing the mid-season NBA tournament there, too. Yeah, the they? NBA Cup. Well, the final will be there. They do all the all the award shows and everything mm-hmm. are there now. It's, the All-Star Game. It's the just the destination for, for entertainment. Oh, it always has been. And now it's not It's not just the casinos. It's 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 the shows. It's the, it's the sports now that the town has, which uh, they never had for so long. You went to Italy. You wanted to get to a do's and don'ts of Italy. My pros and cons yeah. list? Yeah, okay, we're a little short on time here. So I'm going to pull this up here. Yeah, I was in Italy, and I was pondering a few things. I was going to think about in, uh, interrupting the show. Oh, very nice. This is very good. Um, yeah, I just got some things that I noticed in Italy that I think that we should really try and endorse here a little bit more. Um, and I also have some things that like we probably shouldn't endorse. Mm. Um, but we'll get into all that. So number one, on the pro side... Open carry. Mm. And I know a lot of people kind of just do this during Stampede. Yeah. But here's the thing. In Italy, do you just drink wherever you want? All the bars, all the pubs? Feels like a Europe thing. Yeah, it very much is. Yeah. They have these coffee shops, and you just go in, you can buy a beer. It's like a euro or two, and then they pop it for you, and off you go huh. into the streets <laughs> as you were. <laughs> now, they handle themselves very well there. Of like. Obviously, like when I was in Napoli, we went out one night and the alleys were full of people mm-hmm. just because like the restaurants are small, but people like to hang out at them. So they just spill out onto the streets and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Yeah. And, and cars go through and you just like, it's like when you're playing street hockey. Yeah. Car! <laughs> and everybody moves. They get all their spritzes in their hand, Perori and whatnot. So open carry. Nice. Certainly a pro of Italy and something that... I don't think we could adopt it here because I just think that we're a little bit more reckless. Yeah, North America is a little bit too uh, takes a little bit too far with their with their with our vices, maybe. <laughs> yes, um, the polite way to put it. Yeah, so uh, some can probably do it. Others can get away. Others will probably just ruin it for the rest of us. Con. Yes. There was one day walking back that I forgot two beers in a store because I put them down. <laughs> I didn't like that very much. Oh. Yeah, because I was excited to drink them well, of course. in the streets. Yeah, it's hot out. Yeah. Plus, believe it or not, you will be surprised. They were craft beer that I had found <laughs> in Italy. Yeah, I had found it. Yes, sir. It's everywhere. Uh, yeah, it is everywhere. Yep. It wasn't nearly as prominent as, you know, here where we have the 45 to 60 craft breweries in our city more. alone. Yeah. But over there, yeah, I was able to find a few. And then I forgot them in a store. Oh. So that wasn't so good. Uh, another pro. The food is all fresh. Well, yeah, I would hope so. It is yeah. so fresh and it is so good. And I think that's why you don't see anybody who is overweight. 
I saw maybe three or four people there who were in wheelchairs. The olive and oil. I would say like three of them were tourists. <laughs> Nobody is in wheelchairs. Nobody huh. is overweight. And they I think, care of I don't know the reason, but I would say it's because the food that they eat there Real. is way more fresh than we have here. Yeah. Shout out to all the farmers and the farmers markets and everybody who's doing their job. But at the same time, like you and I didn't see once one of those salad pre-packed kits. Mm. You and I didn't see a lot of fast food. Fast food. I saw maybe five dawns the entire time we were there. Three wow. of them were in Rome. Yeah. We had it in Rome. It made me feel so terrible. Italian McDonald's. Yeah. Does it taste the same as here? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. But because... But he's just like, oh, why am I eating this when well, I could I, go eat that across the street? I'm not eating street, all you know? this... Pro- you don't eat yeah. processed food for so long, yeah. and then you finally do, yeah. and you're like, oh, oh man, wow. this makes you feel like like garbage. Yeah. Like terrible. Yeah. Fresh food. Yeah. That's a pro. Con. I was very sweaty. I was so sweaty. Yeah, so you see, don't go this time of year. Listen, it's humid out there. Yeah. And uh, it is jetting into the Mediterranean Sea, so it's water on yeah, both sides. And uh, <laughs> like, I was like, this is pretty hot. And then I got home and people were like, no, like Italy was in the news for being like one of the hottest oh, places on yep, earth. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, that, that actually explains a lot. There was one day where we had a boat tour. I'm quite fair skinned. Mm-hmm. Um, I need sunscreen when yep. it's weather like this. I applied in the morning. We had a little bit of a boat tour. And then uh, very promptly, I sweat all that sunscreen right oh, off. Yeah, of course. And you know what? You can't apply when you're sweating like a hog in the heat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. More sunscreen. Yeah. I am peeling right now. Oh, yeah. Like crazy. Oh, oh my no. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's disgusting. Oof. Sorry. I Good thing this is an audio medium. Yeah. That was gross what I just did. Some Parmesan cheese everywhere. Oh, God. <laughs> There was Parmesan <laughs> cheese everywhere. Um, but yes. Parma. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so that was a con yeah. that I was a very sweaty human. Um, but here in the dry heat, I'm just, I'm, I'm like scaly. Like my hands yeah. are just. You're just going to dry out. Your hair's going to hate it. Your skin's mm-hmm. going to hate it. You're going to miss that humidity. Uh, pro, it's old. Damn right it is. It's really old. It's, you it's, really start to appreciate the history a little bit more. I mean, Julius Caesar, Roman Empire, that was a long-ass yeah, time that ago. That was a very long time ago. <laughs> when they're talking about dates like before Christ. Yep. And that's like, Italy. Yeah. That's, that's, this was built before he was around. And you're like, that's that's very old. Whereas here, I don't know. What's, I don't even know how old Calgary We're is. We're like 120. 20 maybe? Yeah, we're like a toddler in comparison. Exactly. It's not even close. I mean, Venice has been around for over a thousand years. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest trading markets in Europe. And the um, just the history of it all is very cool. The architecture. You also learn a lot about, you know, just how things were back then and, and how it was just... It was a dog-eat-dog world out there, man. <laughs> you had to be on your toes or else you were going to have your stuff taken <laughs> by just a bigger, stronger country. Oh, yeah. I also like learning a lot about uh, the different kind of rivalries between the provinces mm. that go back a very long time as well. Yeah. Um, that was also fun. You're all but Italian have- until you're not. You're, yeah. you're regional. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> like, the way that they are very, like, um, proud. Oh yeah. Uh, competitive within their provinces. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But once again, that goes back to how old it is, mm-hmm. and some of the like craziest old feuds mm-hmm. back in the day. We got told one story. I don't know the. I'm going to paraphrase it as best I can. 
Florence and uh, Siena, they're trying to decide uh, the border between their two towns, between their two areas. So they decide, here's what we'll do. We'll each get our best rider on our best horse, and at one point, they'll both race, and wherever they meet, that's the border. But they couldn't figure out a way to figure out when the time to start would be because they're obviously they don't have phones they don't, they don't have any of that yeah, type yeah, yeah. no clocks yeah. Uh, yeah no generalized time yeah. everything back then was sunset and sundown which was different in these two different places mm-hmm. so they decided we'll both get a rooster and when the rooster caws you go okay in Siena they took very good care of their rooster he had a great night he slept he had a good one in uh, Florence uh, Florence what they did was they uh, covered their rooster, and then they ripped the cover off early in the night, so he woke, woke up, he thought up. it was morning, and they started running. Oh, those guys, they get a head start. <laughs> they got 80% of the way there before they met. That's how come they have such wow. a big... Yeah, and now, obviously, that's a huge rivalry, and the black scare, or the black rooster is now a big kind of okay. uh, symbol in Florence. So, yeah, it's huh. old. That's good. Also, uh, con, it's old. Yeah. The roads are very old. Very tiny, very tight. Yeah, we're trying to take our luggage around and like we're walking mm. as much as we can to kind of limit some costs and get our steps in and all that jazz. These roads were not very well <laughs> suited to our carriages. And I think Dude. it goes back to another reason why you don't see anybody in wheelchairs. No, because exactly. it would be a bumpy ride, to say the least. No. On top of that, uh, the AC, not great in a lot of these buildings. Mm, old. Um, but yeah, so it was old. So that was another one of the cons. I got a couple others, like one. I, I, I lots of for eight thirty. Lots of dogs. Family. Yeah, I love dogs. Love dogs. Uh, one of the cons. A lot of dog nuts. Didn't expect to see that many dog nuts while I was there. Oh yeah, yeah. People just letting their dogs, you know, free ball, do you know? their thing. Yeah, yeah. Also, a lot of dogs without leashes that just like follow their owners around. Just I thought chilling. that was great. <laughs> okay, right on. That's pretty much all I got. No, they do, they do things different. I love it. Uh, real life. Uh, yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff here on. Text line. We'll get into it after uh, Rick Ball, though. Sure. Um, pros and cons of Italy. Mamma mia. <laughs> One journal. Uh, yeah. Also, a lot of English speakers, which was nice because my Italian was bad. Yeah. We'll take a break Learning. around the corner. Rick Ball is going to join us. I wonder where Rick's been adventuring this yeah. summer. Yeah. We'll ask him. And we'll get into our text topic as well. That's coming up next. Sports and 960 The Fan.